my focus is on how do you build businesses properly so that you could uh, have them somewhat autonomous and then you can manage multiple businesses. So I, I like to look at businesses as uh, multiple streams of income that you have. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, man, where we find really, really dope people that did really, really cool stuff and um, that are able to teach what they did. And we got a very special guest. I'm out here in uh, beautiful Miami. We're not in Miami, right? We're in where? Technically Fort Lauderdale. We're in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> it's the border. In a beautiful little, ho- a little castle of a house. Like, there was a moat, you know what I mean? And like... <laughs> Wrapped around his, his house and like we had to get on the little bridge. A horse took us over. It was really dope. So we got my brother, business builder, bees in the building. What's the word, man? Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me here, bro. I really appreciate it, man. Hey. You ain't see the backyard yet, too. Though. I ain't so see the backyard. <laughs> Did you stunt on top of the stunt? Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Well, uh, you invited me into your home and um, I get an opportunity to do the podcast with my shoes off. For this, this is like a first time. <laughs> <laughs> gonna do with my shoes off, but uh, man, for those that don't know, just introduce yourself to the people, man. Okay, awesome. So, I got a uh, quite a few things that I do, but uh, the reason why I'm called Business Builder Bees is because my focus is on how do you build businesses properly so that you could uh, have them somewhat autonomous, and then you can manage multiple businesses. So. I, I like to look at businesses as uh, multiple streams of income that you have, right? Okay. Uh, a lot of times it's just different investments that people do in order to have multiple streams of, uh, of income. But businesses for me is, the, is that investment, right? Mm. And the fact that you get to control how much you're earning, right? So like if you're uh, investing in the stock market, for example, um, you're going to make money, but the people who own the company make the most money out of that right. stock, right? And you can't really control what happens. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So for me, businesses is really the, the, the primary source of creating my wealth. Uh, but I always tell people that there's three financial vehicles that you have to get into in order to build wealth in this country and in this world. Build a business, um, real estate, and playing the financial markets, stock, forex, and stuff like that. So that's your, that's your three models. Yep. But you primarily teach the first one, which is yep. building businesses, right? Exactly. How many businesses do you currently have? <laughs> so I have seven that are public facing, meaning like I may advertise, I may post, I have a IG account for that type of stuff. But I think all in all, I have to say, I think because- <laughs> First off, hold on. First off, seven- Public facing businesses, yeah. seven that you promote. Yeah. yeah. How, bro? Well, so part of teaching people how to do this is how do you scale businesses, right? And I guess it's going to go back to what my corporate career was first. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you that in a second, but it's all about first setting up a process, knowing everything that happens in your process from end to end then automating portions of that process so that it's, you know, moving quicker and then scaling with people. I, I like to say, you know, elevating with people. So you automate with the, the system, but then you elevate with people. You elevate yourself out of the process with people. And mm-hmm. all of that for me has been based on 
Uh, I, I guess, you know what? Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert mm-hmm. Kiyosaki. That yeah. was one of the first books that really got me thinking about that type of model. And he has the cash flow um, quadrant yeah. in there. So, you know, we all start as employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we say those magic words. I want to work for myself. Right. And then we go down to self-employed bro. and too many people get stuck there. You know what I'm Which saying? Which sucks. Exactly. Self-employed sucks, bro. Real, like, yeah, if you're thinking real. about being self-employed, just don't, just don't do it. For okay? real. <laughs> for real. It, 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 you're grinding. I mean, at least you're grinding for yourself. Yeah, for sure. But in both of those quadrants, you're, work, you're, you're trading your time for money. You only get paid on how much time you're putting right. in. And there's only 24 hours in a day mm-hmm. and you're not working for the full 24. Yeah. So the, the key was then I right, go to the, the next quadrant, the business, the business owner sure. quadrant, right? And the only way to, to, to be a true business owner is to be able to elevate with people. You're hiring people. The, the business is running without you. It's a, it's a system all in one. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's where I, I live. But then the final quadrant is being an investor. And, you know, I've been growing into that now as well. For sure, for sure. And I said, don't be a self, don't be self-employed. It's cool. Just don't, you don't want to live there for too long. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to live there. So walk, so I guess walk me through, where are you from? I'm here, I'm hearing the, 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 the twang in your, your voice. <laughs> you know, so, uh, all right. I'm from Jamaica, Mandeville, Jamaica. It's in the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, I moved to New York, Brooklyn, New York. First time was like a third grade or so. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't cool to be from the islands at that time, right? It wasn't cool to be from the islands. So, because people would make fun of my accent and all of that. My accent oh, was word. very heavy then. So it was kind of like, yo, I hate this place. I just want to go <laughs> back, right? So I left and then I came back around 10, 11. Uh, and at that point, it 2010? was cool. No, no, no. When no, I was 10. 10 okay. 11, what year was this? 19, 19, 80, 1989. Something like 89, that. Gotcha, that's gotcha. when I moved back. And that's when it was cool. That's when it was cool. That's when everybody was like, oh yeah, my mom is Jamaican too. Or, or right. no, not my mom. They'd be like, my, my uncle's twin brother, ex-fiance, whatever is Jamaican. Right, right. Right. Yo, when How Stella Got My Groove Back, that took you to another <laughs> level, right? I know. No, for real, for real, man. And, and I don't know how it was like, you know, in other places, but in Brooklyn, man, you used to have like hooky parties, like mm. we would skip school and- you know, it's all these basement parties mm-hmm. and all of those parties was reggae music playing. Right, right. That's your bad. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, was, I loved it then. I loved, I loved New York, you know, I, but once I finished high school, I was like, I'm done with it. And I never, I never looked back. Mm. You know, I go and visit and stuff and my mother's actually still up there. Right. But where'd you go uh, after high school? To Florida, came to uh, Orlando, University of Central Florida. Okay. You graduated? Yep. yep. Okay. Got two gotcha. bachelors. Uh, MIS, Management Information Systems, and uh, Computer Science, gotcha. with a minor in uh, Micromolecular Biology. <laughs> Who picks that? Like, <laughs> bro, that's on the list. I'm like, yo, I'll do anything but Micromolecular. <laughs> you, the reason why is it's kind of interesting, too. Um, I used to love, I'm a big sci-fi guy, right? Mm-hmm. And I love Star Trek and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I remember in the 80s, I guess, watching Star Trek and thinking to myself, yo, the, 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 the matter transporters, like, that's amazing. Like, you know, can we really do it? Like, yeah. what's up? So I started looking it up, right? And I was like 10, 11 or something. Mm-hmm. So I was looking up like what? And looking it up back then meant the Encyclopedia Britannica that I had to pull right, up. Right, right. It wasn't Google. It wasn't Google. So I started looking up things and then they were talking about 
the way that that could potentially be possible in the future mm-hmm. would be through uh, nanotechnology and micromolecular biology. Gotcha. So that's what got you. So I was like, oh, I might as well do it. I never did that with it, but you know. Right, right. Uh, so after graduating high school, because I'm trying to lay this foundation for these multiple businesses and management, because a lot of people say you should really focus on one business. And maybe that, that one business will branch out to others, but your seven are in like mad different stuff. Yes and no. Yes and no. And, and so we'll walk up to it. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do after graduation? So after graduation, um, I, I came, well, I actually got married like right away with my uh, college sweetheart. Congratulations. We're not together anymore. But we're still mad cool and all. But um. Uh, you know, because it was like come out of college. We weren't even in the same city at the time. It was in my mm. college, like in the same college. She was like in Tallahassee. I was in Orlando, which is like four hours away or whatever. Mm. Uh, but you know, after that, it was like I, I went right into. So this was right at the dot com bubble bust and all right. that type of stuff. And you know, I was I thought I was in the right field: computer science, management, information technology. Um, I was I also had a little focus on international business. And then, you know, everything crashed. And then I, I thought I was going to come out making like at least 50, 60, 70 or something. At least. Bro, it was like 31. <laughs> it was like 31. What year, what, what year is this? 2001. 2001. And this was uh, uh, 9-11. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. It was terrible. It was terrible. So, mm. you know, I started making like 31 and I was in IT. Mm. And, you know, not in the IT that I thought I would have been in. I was more like your network uh, technician going and fixing computers, yeah. desktop computers, a little bit of in- infrastructure as right, well. Right, right. But um, then I started getting more into uh, project management, mm-hmm. then more strategy overall around IT. Yep. And then I became an IT strategy management consultant. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked at Accenture, one of the biggest uh, you know uh, consulting firms in the world. Uh, went, worked for this other smaller one that's based in the Netherlands named Quint. And then eventually from Microsoft, and that was my last corporate job. So you were, you, I mean, you were, you was working way up the up the chain for sure. Did you ever think about entrepreneurship during this process? I was an entrepreneur way before that. Really? Oh, bro, let me tell you. When I had moved back to New York that second time, mm-hmm. um, I was in junior high school, and there was a store called the Nasher. It was right. I never forgot the name. All this time, it was called the Nasher, and it was right across the street from school. So I would go in there and buy up, like, I mean, it's all about relationships and I'm going to talk about that later, but, um, I would, I made a relationship with the, uh, the owners and I would buy up like candy, quarter waters. I don't know if you know what a quarter Yeah, for you sure. Know what no, okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Bunch of quarters, sugar, straight sugar waters right. and whatnot. And I'd buy those and like blow pops and now laters and stuff like that. And I would take it into class and everybody could have bought it on their own, but nobody just took the initiative yeah. to, right? So, when it was time in class and everybody wanted something, I was just selling it and I was making a profit. So I was like, oh, this is cool. Right, <laughs> right, right. Then I became known as the guy that's selling that stuff. And, you know, uh, that just kind of blew up from there. So I always had that entrepreneurial bug. Uh, I think because I got married right out of college and we, you know, had our first kid like immediately. Mm. I was like, okay, I, I got to play both sides. Yeah. Um, let me keep my nine to five, but I'm a grind still at night. And it was working, it was working. But then I think by the time I got to so high up in the companies that I was in, especially in Microsoft, I was really doing well. I was on a fast track to 
uh, even C-suite, um, C-level executives and stuff. Mm. And um, I realized how much time it was taking for me, man. Yeah. And that freedom is more important to me than anything else, man. Like, you know, I was traveling Sunday night to sometimes Friday, Friday midday every week mm. for years. And I had kids at home. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And this was before FaceTime and stuff too. Right, 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 right. right. So it was rough. And then I realized- in, that, in this process of like you working your job, did you, did you try little businesses or anything like that? Or? Tons. Tons, bro. Listen, I got, I pulled up some old uh, business plans because back then it was more about business plans. You had to write out these full things because then you're presenting it to the bank right. and they needed to see financials for forecasting for five years right, out right. and that type of stuff, right? Uh, so I, I still have some old business plans. I was looking at, I was like, wow. man, I can't really believe this one. I had, I had one business called Spot Check. This was in 2007. And Spot Check with a Q, um, it was basically a social network that was going to be better than MySpace <laughs> at the time, mm. right? Uh, at the time, in 2007, I had gotten enough traction that I even was getting, um, I, you know, I had my angel investors. I skipped the... Um, Family round of funding. I had no family that could give me no money. You mm. know what I'm saying? So I built- How much did you need? From angel investors? Yeah. Uh, it was like 200, 200K. I mean, but what was your target? Like how much did you need? Oh, you needed 200,000. From angel investors. But then I was trying to get to my VC funding rounds, right? Venture capital. Okay, explain that. Because I don't even understand- what these rounds are. Explain it. So you just got to do- especially, It's two different monies that you're getting? It's because of uh, like SEC laws- where if I say, okay, I'm going to get a round of funding right now at this stock price, share right. price, and that's, you know, $1 per share, I, it's unfair for me to then have another round as the business has grown up uh, a year later for the same $1 a share because the original investors, right. uh, you know what I'm saying? So right. you have to go in these specific rounds. So angel is first? Family and friends is first. Family and friends- and then, but I, yo, I thought it was something where you couldn't, you couldn't invest until like Obama changed the law where you couldn't invest. You're, you're talking about being a professional, it's not, maybe that's not the right word. It's a professional investor, yeah. accredited investor. That's what it's called. Right. You, you have to be, you have to be earning like 250K or something right. like that in order to be an accredited investor. Yes. But Obama... He changed some law that allowed yeah. regular people to invest, or yeah. maybe not regular people, but yeah, 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 yeah. To have in and it, that that goes with how we were able to do crowdfunding and stuff mm. like that now, where you could gotcha. throw a little bit of money into stuff, and that's why those platforms came up for crowdfunding. Okay, so crap. So Obama allowed crowd. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. 
I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Funding to exist. When he changed that law, in essence, maybe. Yeah. Okay, to, gotcha, to, gotcha. At least a scale. I'm not sure if they existed prior gotcha. and it wasn't working, but yeah. So your first business, you have this idea, you put a plan together. Your first round is family and friends. Do you remember how much you got from family and friends? None. I, I, None. Had, no, I had, had no, no family, family and friends that had any money. I used to think when, when people would tell me like, oh yeah, I spent 10000 to go buy this. I was like, you had $10,000? Like at one time? Like how, how is that possible? Because I mean, I was working, all, I, I was always known for having the cool jobs too. Like even right. in college, I had this job working for this original social network called College Club. Mm-hmm. And my job was to go around and take pictures. So I, you know, I was taking pictures of all the girls. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. And then I'd give them the card so they could go log on later and see their picture online and oh, stuff. Wow. You know, but um, for me, it just didn't make any sense how people could start a business or buy a car <laughs> or yeah, yeah. whatever. I had nobody teaching me. None at all. That's crazy. Exposure is everything, man. Because yeah. if you never see it, you're like, oh my gosh. Yo, I remember one time um, my friend came home from the military and he was bragging. And he was like, bro, I got $10,000 locked in. I was like, oh, wow. I was like, really? Because I almost didn't believe him because there was so much money. <laughs> so much money. <laughs> but he called his bank. You know, they'll say, uh, your balance is. Yeah, and yeah. I, I remember we was in his car. He played it. And I could see the look of satisfaction on his face. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm rich. He was yeah. rich for a good three weeks. And then yeah. I don't know what happened to the money. But yeah, if you're not around it. Yeah. That amount of money is so big. And what's so cool is once you really get around it, big money becomes small. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost 80000 once um, in a business deal. And I didn't like bat an eye. I was like, okay. How did you lose it? It was just a bad investment overall. It was a real estate investment. That's when I was starting. And you see, real estate has never been my strength. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I stay, stay in my lane with that, with you know businesses and such. But- you know, I know that I, like, remember I said, those three financial sure. vehicles of making wealth, yep. you got to have real estate as well. So I just had to figure out my lane in real estate. And it, it didn't involve me being the main person actively, mm. you know, uh, investing or not investing, but managing and finding the deals, yeah. you know? At what point? <clears throat> okay. So tell me a little bit about this 80K loss when you realize, I mean, it's only 80,000. That happened like three years ago, I think. And, you know... That's when I, I, I think it was about three years ago when I started really realizing the freedom that I had started to create for myself. Um, You know, it was, it was the type of things like if I went to eat and I wouldn't be like, oh, how much that cost? Or no, you know it's just right. be like, whatever. They, they bring the, they bring the bill. I just be like, here, here's a, I don't even look. Yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying? And um, at the time with the ADK, so like I said, it was a bad business deal, bad decision on that property. Uh, and 
I always had that feeling at that time. I always had that that mentality that, well, I'm just going to grind some more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like when you're working for someone, it's like, yo, this is all I get each month. For sure. But when you're when you've built a business and you have cash flow and things, it's like, all right, I'm going to go a little bit harder to make up what happened just yeah. now. So I didn't really bat an eye about that one. 100%. All right, so no family or friends. You get 200000 from angel investors. Mm-hmm. So what did you do with the 200000 Or did you go straight to, was it Venture Capitalist? Venture Capitalist, no. So the 200000 helped me pay for some of the developers that we had to build out the site. Uh, helped me pay to get seats at tables. So I got four major principles of, of success. I'll tell you them whenever you're ready. But well, I'm ready. I, I'm ready. I'd like to know right now. Okay, and then we come right back to yeah, the yeah, sure. Okay, so my four principles of success, everybody hears me repeating it a lot now, is uh, one, you have to... Um, you have to network, right? That's what, that's the most important thing. You have to speak up. You have to put yourself out there. You have to talk to people, mm-hmm. right? Be- and it's not because of who you know, which what most people think it is, it's who knows you. And Grant Cardone is the one that actually really pushed that in my head. He's like, yeah, you're doing great, but who knows you? The more they know you is the more they bring you um, uh, deals and bring you opportunities, yes. right? So that's one. Two, is you have to leave some people behind, right? You can't, the same people you're trying to pull up, they're pulling you down. You're trying to lift them up. They're pulling you down at the same time. So you have to surround yourself with the right people, which means you have to leave some people behind. You can still be friends, family, whatever. We cool. I got tons of friends and stuff like that, but I I need the right people around me. Uh, Three is you have to buy a seat at tables. Mm. You have to go out and you know, whether you're going to buy a mentorship, that's buying a seat at the table, as yeah. long as you also do number one, which is networking in the mentorship right, right, right. and whatnot. Um, and as long as you also leave some people behind. So one and two is kind of in order, right? Hmm. You, if I go to the 10X conference, I'm going to pay for the $10,000 seat t- uh, t- ticket, right? Because it's going to put me in a position to talk to some of the speakers. It's going to put me in a position to make Grant see me again. You know, he sees me every now and then and he remembers my name sometimes, but sometimes he don't. Right, right. So I'm not enough in his face for him to be like, yo, I need to call bees. You know what I mean? And I want that to to be the case. Right. And then the fourth Hmm. principle is you have to build your own table. All right. So for example, I'm in him 500 recession proof. Marcus, my boy, man, we cool. And he elevates me all the time. He, you know, he'll speak and say, Hey, y'all need to be networking with bees because bees is doing his thing. Blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I'm, but truthfully, I'm like his extended table. His table is him, Neo, Alex, uh, um, who else is on there? Uh, uh, Jason, right? That's his- I'll be at the table sometimes. Every single week they meet. Yeah. And master, mastermind. And yeah. Justin, Justin. And Justin, yeah, yeah. right? Every single week they do that, right? Mm-hmm. So he, that's his table. I'm on the extended table. But while I'm doing all of this networking and leaving people behind and buying seats at tables, I'm finding other people who are not necessarily at the same level as me or anything, but just like-minded, grinding, and positive people who I want to surround myself with. And they're, I'm building tables, uh, my own table with them. That's I like that. I like that. So um, you got to network. You got to mm-hmm. leave some people behind. You got to mm-hmm. let them just be cool at the holiday party or whatever. Mm-hmm. Three, buy a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. So you invest in you uh, invest a lot in relationships. A lot. That is brilliant, actually. A lot. I've spent 
I just had the number the other day. I think it's $112,000 in the last two years just from conferences, um, uh, um, uh, mentorships, um, courses for myself, not just a mentorship, but an actual course for myself, books, anything, like everything I I have it listed. And it's about $112,000 in the last two years. And I'm going to keep doing it. You know what I mean? Because if you don't, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, then what do you, you know, who, sure. what, who, who else is going to invest in exactly. you if you're not, not a to soul. invest in Not a soul. Exactly. So the, these four principles of business, because um, we're, we're, we're going back to what you did with this 200000 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So with that 200000 that was more about... So when Buying I plans, right? I mean, uh, uh, for developers. Developers yeah. and things, because it's important when you're scaling a business, first the process, then the systems, then the people. So that was really me refining my process. We had a prototype out there but we hop, cobbled it together really right. quick. So now it's like, yo, let's smooth it out, right? So we got higher class uh, developers to smooth it out. Mm-hmm. We started really focusing on what our, how we're going to monetize and that type of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. things that we weren't thinking about then. We just like, right. yo, build and get it out. You know How what I mean? fast did you run through that 200,000? Bro, like six months. <laughs> <laughs> Sneezing, that's the yo, For real. That's a little bit longer than six months. But I started, and you know, your goal one of your responsibilities as a CEO is to always figure out how you're going to get the next round of funding sure. and that type of stuff, especially when you're in that startup environment. So um, I started talking to venture capital firms. This is really the crux of the story right now. Um, I started talking to venture capital firms and I had one VC firm that was willing to invest. And it was, pro- it was going to be a $2 million investment. We were evaluated at about like $7 million, mm-hmm. right? And... Um, then we had this final meeting <laughs> and they told me, the guy told me, he was like, listen, this other company already has traction and they've just opened up from just being college focused. And what do you, what are you, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if we want to continue because it's not going to be easy to uh, beat their traction. That was Facebook. <laughs> Facebook killed <laughs> it, you. It, yeah, yeah. In 2007, Facebook that was the year that they went from only being for college students because you had to have a dot edu was email it seven? address. No, because I was in college for two thousand two when it first like really started kicking, mm-hmm. and then no, they made it available before then, didn't they? Nah, it was either six or seven because it was seven was the year that I met with the VC firm. Might be right. I'm like. 100% sure of that. It was yeah, 2007. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you remember. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, bro. Because that was my big score, man. But I had, I had done so many other things. There was a time where um, eth- uh, ethanol, <laughs> ethanol, like, was going to replace fuel, mm-hmm. uh, diesel, gas, yes, and all that yes, stuff. Yes, 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 yes. And, you know, I always like to see, I always, I always like to think, not how to dig for gold, but how to sell shovels to people who are digging for gold, yeah. right? So was, the government was giving out grants to start your own ethanol refine, refinery or something like that. And I, I, I could have gotten that. I had like everything ready to have that happen. And I've pivoted and said, no, I'm going to create a, a way for retrofitting or ha- creating our own trucks to transport the ethanol. Because the same trucks that were transporting gas, fuel, uh, can't transport the ethanol. Mm. So I was figuring, okay, let me be that that company that every other ethanol refinery that was getting, because those people were getting the money from the, the government, mm. they're going to need someone to transport it. So I was that, you know, I, I pivoted into, into that, but then all of it changed because 
They went to that from the social media joint. No, no, that, this was before the social media oh, joint. Golly, yeah, oh, so bro. you've been in this. I've been in it, man. I, my first, my first company in college was called Macatech, <laughs> and it's because uh, uh, my fraternity, um, my line name was Machiavelli, like Tupac, mm-hmm. and um, so I just, you know, I was into technology, so I call it Macatech. It's the most random thing, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I still have the business cards from mm-hmm. in college, and when I made my own business cards wow. and everything. So yeah, it's been going for a while, man, and it just blossomed into what 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 you see now yeah. in the last few years you know so people look at where i'm at now and they're like damn you killing it you killing it. i'm like yo i failed so much yeah i mean i failed a lot but uh, it don't stop me so after they said yo we don't we don't think you're gonna be able to beat facebook what happened we tried to continue on for a little bit of on course our own, of course because you had to who y'all talking about oh we about to kill Mark yeah, Zuckerberg. yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it turned out, you know, it didn't work out. And mm. to be honest, it could have worked. But the one thing that I learned over my years of starting different businesses, the, the, most of the times when I failed, it was because I had a partner. And mm. me and the partner didn't align well enough or something happened, some sort of falling out. Or, we, or one person's not working enough or not contributing enough or whatever it may be. And I, I, around 2000. Actually, when I left Microsoft, I said to myself, okay, I'm never going to do the partner thing again, except for real estate. Real estate partnerships right, work. Right, right, right. But yeah, I kind of stopped doing that after that time. Yeah, partnerships are hard, man, because it's, it's too... Really, I think to build a business, you need one voice. Yep. And everybody needs to listen to that voice. But if there's two voices and those voices argue, mm-hmm. the staff is going to be confused. The people that are supposed to carry out the... They don't know who to listen to. They got multiple personalities and all kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. so... I, I too am, um, I, I do still partner on stuff, but I partner when I'm the number two. Mm. So okay. I would put some money behind it or, so I'm, I'm going to put money behind it or I'll put um, like strategy behind it, but I'm not going to have a partner when it's my company. Mm. True. I would yeah. much rather, oh, Cool. If that's the if that's the plan, yeah. go for it. If you're going to be the front front facing person yeah. and you're going to run, I give you strategy. I can put up some money because if I believe in it, but okay. I I don't even want to elevate myself to that partnership level because then I then I feel like exactly I need to assert some sort of energy and I don't want it that bad. So I, I call that more being an investor than being a partner. I mean, investor advisor. Yeah, exactly. And I do that. Yeah. I do. I got a couple of companies. I got one in hemp right now where I'm an investor and an advisor and such, but I let my guy run it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, and 100%. Yep. And that works. So what was your first, what was your first cash out? Like that first thing that said, boom. It was right after leaving uh, Microsoft. I took money out of my 401k. I took money... Uh, like you be going at it, you going for it. Period. Bro, I sold. I uh, and you know when you look back, it's like, damn, I wish I didn't have to sell it. <laughs> but I sold like eighty thousand dollars of Microsoft stock in order to help me. To be honest, when I left Microsoft, I didn't know what I was going to do, so I just needed money for at least a year or two to to figure out what's next. Why'd you quit? Because exactly, I was remember I was being burned out. Just working so much, and I didn't have that freedom. And there was times where my son would be like, "Hey, so, you know, he want me to come for something." I'm like, "Oh, I can't. I have to ask for time off and this and type, of, you know." Yeah. And th- that freedom just made me say, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta do it." Yeah. And there's never a right time, right? 
Um, I remember when we were talking about having kids, you know, early, earlier on, it was like, oh, well, not now. We'll do that maybe then. And, you know, it's always, there's never a right time for anything. Yeah. So to me, the right time is just now. You just do it. Just make it happen, you know, and then it'll work itself out. Yeah. So you took $80,000 of Microsoft stock. Yeah. Yeah, and did what with it? Like, I'm trying to get to this first cash out. I did nothing with it, to tell you the truth. <laughs> it was just sitting there, like, to, su- to support me, being able to pay for my house and all that stuff until I figured out what to do next. Then I, so I really believe big, uh, heavily in international business, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like our people, especially, don't think that you could actually do something abroad, yeah. right? Like, right now, I got a deal working out in Senegal, Africa. But... What happened back then is uh, I, I started away a little bit. I'm not comfortable. Yeah, but you'd be surprised. So, so here's the thing. Um, and I've lived in different countries and stuff before. So I, I just feel more comfortable. And in Jamaica itself, Jamaica, we got Chinese Jamaican, we got Indian Jamaican, white Jamaican, black Jamaican, everything. So I've always been in a melting pot type of environment, right? Mm-hmm. A multicultural environment, right? I don't even feel like building, a, I don't feel right building a business in another state. But more like in terms of, okay, I, shouts out to um, female real estate guru. We got some real estate stuff going on, but she handles it. She's there. Yeah. She's the GOAT. So yeah. I don't got to do nothing, but. So, okay. But so let me, let me explain. So I, what my first big payout was when I got into e-commerce, right? And I started out wholesaling, which was cool, but the payday was good, but it would um, take a lot of sales. Wholesaling real estate? No, wholesaling. uh Products. Products, gotcha. Right? So I was sourcing some products from China. I made a deal with someone, with a company out there, and I would buy their things in bulk, and then, you know, I'd have to find someone that would buy it from me, and I'd make a big payday. Oh. But it was, it it took a lot of finding someone to buy it from me, right? Um, Then I got into drop shipping. That that was a great option, but really what helped me was um, private labeling. Okay. So private labeling, I use Amazon FBA, and that's where I remember, that's where I became a millionaire. That's where things started. Really? Um, I, in, Explain that. What do you mean? So FBA means fulfilled by Amazon, right? So you source your product. I did all this behind the computer, right? Uh, you source your products from China or wherever, and you have it shipped directly into Amazon. And because Amazon, people go to Amazon, they're looking to buy, yeah. right? So- they're typing in keywords to search for what they want to buy. Yeah. So all you need to do in Amazon, because now you have an audience of people who already want to buy. Now you got to look at the data first and make yeah. sure that what you're about to sell is in demand yeah. uh, and a few other things. But now all you have to do is manipulate the keywords so that you show up at the f- top of the list or at least the first few. You do SEO stuff? It, so SEO is more for sites, but this in essence is an SEO uh, style mo- or model within Amazon. Got it. Right. So, um, if you search for, I don't know, mic stand, right. right. Uh, and then you see a bunch of results. Most people don't click to page two. Instead, they'd be like long mic stand. Let me change the, the words yeah. to long mic stand. That's right? real. That's real. So you need to register your, you need to register your product with all of those keywords that are going to be applicable applicable to your product. Mm. And then you have to manipulate Amazon's system so that you show up on that first page, preferably the first 10, um, first 10 options. Right. How do you do that? <laughs> There's a bunch of ways, man, but it's all like in the back end stuff. You put in the right keywords. You have to do keyword research. You have to see which ones are being pulled up the most, search for the most for your product. 
Uh, there's tools like uh, Jungle Scout from, uh, uh, I think the company's name is Jungle Scout too, and their product is called Jungle Scout. But that helps you to choose the products that are actually in demand right now, but not too saturated, mm-hmm. right? Because if you choose a niche that's too saturated, if you choose, you search for that black mic stand or whatever, long mic stand, and you see my own number two, even number one on the result. But then you scroll down and see number three has 10,000 reviews and I only got 100. Right. You're most likely going to choose the other Every one, time. right? So that's, yeah. that's saturation in, in uh, Amazon. It's about who has the most res- reviews more than anything. Gotcha. Even if my product is better you're probably still going to choose the other one, right? Yeah. So you have to find ways to uh, identify the keywords that are really popping, the keywords right. that are, are strong, in demand. Then you look at the, the, the niche and say, okay, well, are, is it too saturated? Are there too many leaders in there? Can I break in? You have to be able to spend to break in, right? And that was where I-, I What do you mean? Wow. You got to spend on advertising in Amazon system, gotcha. right? In order to break in and start getting momentum in, you know, to rise in the keyword ranking mm. in that niche. You know what? I only thought about like Instagram, Facebook ads, but now that I think about it, Amazon does have the ads. It's like the sponsored posts. Sponsored posts. Exactly. Yep. Oh. Yep. So those, that's, so that's somebody, yo, so that's somebody who paid, that's their advertising. Yep. Yep. I don't know why, for some reason, I thought Amazon was selecting it. Nope. Mm-mm. Now, Amazon will, will give you a badge sometimes and say... Uh, Amazon's choice or something. Something like that. There's a, there's a couple of badges that they give you. Uh, uh, top seller, rising fast, mm. uh, Amazon choice. There's a couple of different Did badges. you pay for that or no? You don't pay for that. But there's ways to manipulate that. <laughs> there was one trick we used to use. Uh, I don't even think it works anymore, but uh, well, maybe it still does. Like Amazon, like Echo and mm-hmm. whatnot. Uh, there was a link that we would create because they were really pushing the Echo at the time. Right. There was a link that we would create that had embedded in it the, uh, the characteristics of if you ordered it through Echo, mm-hmm. through your Alexa, right? Okay. So I would give somebody that link and say, hey, click this link and then purchase the product, right? Mm -hmm. So because they do that, now I'd register with Amazon like, oh, someone used their Echo, their Alexa to purchase your product? We're going to bump you up even more. Oh. So, and then we'll give you those badges, right? So there was was a lot of little things like that that you could do to manipulate their- So you're a researcher. Oh, big time. Big time. Everything I do. I don't know if it's because I'm a Capricorn or what, but- Everything I do is very analytical. Everything mm-hmm. I do, um, especially now, my money, for example, does not, I don't spend money unless there's some sort of return coming from right, it. Right, right, right. So people see me driving the uh, McLaren and stuff, but I would have never gotten that until I learned the Turo game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, right, 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 I would, right, right. And that's, that's my dream car, but I still felt like, nah, you know, I just, I, I can't see myself spending that much money for it, yeah. but- until I learned that, wait a minute, but I could, I could actually have it making money for me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know absolutely, yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, so just through the sales, you made your million. Yeah, just through the sales and e-commerce, I made my first few millions. Then, because I'm always thinking, how do I sell the shovels to people digging for gold? There were other, I was in these networks of people who were other e-commerce sellers selling on Amazon FBA. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, what's the hardest, the biggest pain point for me as a seller? 
is sourcing from China, dealing with China. Like, yo, how do you find the right suppliers? Yeah. How do I even know they ain't going to steal my money? What's right. the best way to transfer money? All of that, right? So I went over to China and I stayed, I, I speak decent Mandarin. Really? <laughs> yeah. How'd you and, learn that? Uh, well, remember I said in Jamaica, you have Chinese, Jamaican, this and this and that. Oh, my, gotcha. Oh, so that's a the language they speak over there already. Not all, but in my family, like my grandmother on my father's side is uh, Chinese. Like, um, if you see her, she looks exactly right, Chinese, right. but she, you know, she speaks with the patois, and then you're like, where, where the hell? I see a little Chinese in you. I see like a little <laughs> bit. You know what I mean? So she used to teach me the culture and teach me a little bit of, um, you know, certain words and things, certain phrases, whatever. But uh, in college, because of that, I took Mandarin lessons and, oh. you know, but if you don't practice it well enough, regularly enough, you could lose it. But I went over there and um, it's a funny story too, because I set up a, a, a business. That's, mm-hmm. that's actually my most uh, profitable business right now. One of the most profitable, um, Seller Kai. So we help other e-commerce sellers. Seller Kai. Seller Kai. All of my company's names are named after my kids. Oh, wow. Well, not all. I don't got that many kids. <laughs> right, 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 right. But yeah, Seller Kai. Um, is, my son's name is Kai. Okay. Um, and... With Seller Kai, we help e-commerce sellers to do everything in China, to find your suppliers, to, to uh, get samples evaluations to make it easier, inspections before you pay that final bill, mm-hmm. shipping, freight forwarding, everything, mm-hmm. right? So it's like a one-stop shop for everything that you need to do on the China side. That's you said that's your most... All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Profitable business? Yeah, it's my most profitable right now. So is it is that selling a course or what? No, that's not a course. That's just or you're managing it's it. services. Oh, gotcha. Yep. I never even got into this course game and digital products and stuff until like last year. So I want to do business in China in terms of e-commerce. Mm-hmm. I come to your company. You do what? I help you to find your supplier. 
I help you to evaluate multiple suppliers with the oh. with the products that you get because that's part of the typical process is you get samples from different suppliers. Do you help see. find the product or do I have to come to you with the product? Yeah, come with me. Come to me with the product. We used to do help guiding people on finding trending products, but yeah, that's, that, that became too risky. So it's wow. like, because if I help you and guide you and find a product that's trending, but you don't execute well enough, right. you're going to be like... You helped me to do it, and this right, one didn't right. work. And you know, so. or it's trending today, but by the time you get the business going, exactly. it's not trending anymore. Exactly. You know. Mm, okay. So, so Seller Kai became the biggest thing, and, and the, the funny part about that story because I have offices, I have two offices and three warehouses in China, and when I go and speak to like my employees out there, uh, there's there's this thing in in Mandarin that's like. The best way to say it is like, um, uh, this, that, you know, like when you're indecisive about something. Mm -hmm. So we say, um, a lot in the middle of our speech over there, they say this other word, which is nigga. But because it sounds like something else, what? they always they always be like, oh, oh, sorry, sir. Sorry. I'm like, no, no, it's all right. I understand it. They'd be like, oh, nigga, nigga, jigga, nigga. Nigga and Jigga are the two versions of it. And really? it's like this, that, um, nah, you know. <laughs> so they'll be thinking of like, nigga. What is <laughs> That's hilarious, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I always feel like I'm the only, the only black man in China when I'm out there, man. I'm walking around, the kids be like staring at me and whatnot. Yeah, you know, but I'm saying all of this to tell you that to me it's important that we as people realize that we can do way more than we think. Yeah, and sure. that international business is, is, you know, there's a lot of opportunity. Dang. I need, I need to get my international vibe on, man. How, how can I fit? Yo, you know what? I had a, a VA and I want to get into your VA company too mm. because I, there's so much I need to do mm. and get done. But when I got a VA, my, I don't know how to explain, even if they speak good English, mm. I don't know how to explain exactly what I want. Mm. Especially in terms of like, let's say I have a videographer and they're editing videos. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to say, find a more impactful clip. And in my head, I don't know if they're, they know what an impactful clip. But then you do know how to say it. That's the thing. You know that the key word in there is impactful. Impactful to you may mean something different to me, right? So you have to literally, and this happens in China too. So I have to do this with my Chinese employees plus my Chinese suppliers when I was, you know, focusing on fully on e-commerce. You have to be very specific. You have to break it down, bullet points, show examples, things like that in order for them to understand anything that's uh, qualitative instead of quanti quantitative. You need to make it quantitative for them. Explain that, qualitative and quantitative. So, you know, it's just about what level of quality that I, I deem uh, impactful, mm -hmm. right? For me... It's like, okay, if, if, uh, if you remember my name when we leave this conversation, that's impactful. But for you, it'd be like, no, if I touched your soul, that's impactful. Like I said, some gem that you're like, ooh. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's just a different level. So we got to make it more quantitative so that it could actually be written down. It could be someone else. This is all about building, building your process, right. right? Someone else needs to be able to see your process and be able to en enact it without you having to explain things in it. Right. So you have to have metrics in your process. You have to have roles in your process. You have to have tasks and activities in your process. And it has to be, you know, this is where that that goes back to my management consulting days. Right, right, right. Because I used to have to go into Fortune 500 companies and meet with the CIO, CTO, CEOs to 
map out their process to help them find the waste in their process to be more efficient and to help them continue to scale and grow. So I I translated a lot of that into small business without so much of the consultant speak and kind of, you know, made it more simple. And that's helped me significantly. Yeah. All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together a Patreon, we put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships, okay? So check out the Patreon. We got got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. The support is appreciated. Okay. Thank you so much. Now back to the episode. Mm, okay. So, okay. Adam, so let's, let's run through your seven businesses right now that are, that are front facing. Okay. What are they? So Seller Kai is the uh, management, the, the supply chain management company. Uh, Dominicus is my whole tour old thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dominic is my son's name. Um, Makes sense. Uh, Domani. Digital is my marketing company. Let me guess your son's name. My son's name is Damani. So Domani. Domani means tomorrow in Italian. Gotcha. His name is Damani. So Domani Domani Digital. Domani Digital. And what do they do? Marketing. So we do uh, um, like social media, ads creation, content creation. Really? If you go look at my page right now on IG, everybody's like, yo, B, you killing it on IG. I'm like... It's not me. <laughs> really? Matter of fact, I saw you tag me in something on a story yesterday. And then you you like liked my reply to your story. And I was like, oh, I guess they must have replied to your story. Because I didn't do it. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. Business Builder Bees. Mm-hmm. Business, for those that listen, Business Builder Bees. B-E-E-Z. B-E-E-Z. Mm-hmm. So, so when you do these videos where you're so you just record it and then you send it send it now those videos i record with my boy brandon shot me oh, shot, shot brandon. Okay. <laughs> so some of these videos is brandon and i just uh record it then i'll send it to my team once he sends it to me gotcha because uh, his quality you know is just way better <laughs> next level human. <laughs> and then i send it to my team and then my team will do like any branding and stuff like that the the, the copy captions and stuff Got you. Everything in my stories is mm. my team. 90, really? 95% of stuff in stories is my team. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So when they take a quote, for, like when you do a quote, <laughs> are they coming up with the quotes or are they find Sometimes they're coming up with the quotes. You know what's funny too? Because they're taking just quotes from other people. Sometimes, sometimes. Or they'll take it from, they heard me say something on live or on in Clubhouse and they'll just... They'll be like, oh, a lot of people reacted well to it. Let me, let me make that. Really? They don't even ask me. They just go ahead and do it. How much do you pay somebody to do that? Um, on average, the, the, the salary has gone up in the Philippines. And most of my staff uh, for companies besides Seller Kai is from the Philippines. And um, you pay like 400 a month, 500 a month. There's some that's as low as 300 a month, but that... That level's gone up more. Like right. now, you got to start more at like the 400 a month mark. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. so what was that? What was that? Uh, Seller Kai. Oh, yeah, Seller Kai, Dominicus. Dominicus. Domani, Domani Digital. Digital. 
ATAC Solutions, which is my um, staffing firm. ATAC Solutions. If you spell ATAC back, well, ATAC is Katia spelled backwards. Let me guess. Let me guess. <laughs> That's my daughter's. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so ATAC Solutions. Uh, and it, this goes back to what you were saying in terms of how all of my businesses, you know, they're not necessarily related, right? A lot of uh, Domani, it used to be called Altanova Digital before, but it started because I had to do more and more marketing. So I started building more of a stronger marketing team. So that department in my business, I was like, well, let me spin it out and create a business, a separate LLC for it. Mm. So yeah, it seems like, well, you're in marketing, but you're in this or that. Yeah, because I spun it out. My, my finance company, Capital B's, um, it, it, technically it came because Marcus and, you know, getting into recession proof, but it was my finance department. Right. So I spun it out in order to do uh, to support finance for all of the other internal companies. So I got a parent company and then each company supports each other. Mm. Right. So Capital B's does all the finance for everyone. ATAC does all the HR for everyone. So the companies do the work for your company and other companies. Yes. So we have they're all for the internal companies, but then they all have their own external clients. So how do you grow multiple businesses simultaneously? You have to start with one. Have to have to start with one, right? And why? Because first, you need cash flow. You need that cash flow that beca- it becomes your cash cow that's feeding these other businesses. Now, I've evolved a little bit since uh, like Marcus's co- uh, you know, network to realize credit was another way of funding those businesses. But that's more starting. How are you going to pay off the credit if you don't got that yeah, cash flow exactly. too? Yeah. So you got to start with one. You, 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 I always grind. Anytime I start a new business, I kind of be like, oh, damn, here we go again. Because you got to grind that like first three months minimum. It, it, you got to grind. It's like when you first have a baby. You about to find that out. Yeah. <laughs> you first have a baby and those first three months, you ain't going to sleep, bro. You, you ain't going to get no sleep. You better love your sleep right now because <laughs> it's gone. But um. But those first three months, I grind it out. I learn the process. I bring someone in that learns it with me. They start developing it more. Then we may bring in someone else so that this person can manage. So now I go up here and then I start building out the team to the point where I have a manager. So now I'm up here and I don't have, they don't, all of these people don't report to me every day. Just right. the manager does, you know what I mean? Or the director. And or use whatever. that same model for all your businesses. Once that one got more autonomous, I remember I was in Cuba for like, almost a month. And once you leave Havana, there's no internet, right? So I, I couldn't get in touch with nobody. Right. And I was like, damn, I hope everything's okay. But the money was still coming in, right? Because it's more autonomous. So once you get it to that autonomous level, then you could branch off to other things. Got it, got it, got my, it. My son keeps FaceTime. My, my One of the twins, he's like uh. six years old. And he just figured out how to FaceTime regularly. <laughs> so he'll do this nonstop through this whole oh, it's thing. All, it's all good. It's all good. We'll be here too, too, too much longer, man. Yeah. But um, level of uh, energy that you put into each one of these businesses. In the beginning, 110%. Because you got to figure out what you, how is this going to work? Yeah. How is this really going to make money? I've gotten better over time at picking the right business models that make money. Yeah. But in the beginning, 110%. But- now I'm fortunate I've been able to grow, make them autonomous to the point that, you know, I may spend 10 hours a week across all businesses, really? not, not 10 hours in each. 
I mean, across all, because I communicate well with them. We use things like Asana. It's a central uh, tool for uh, communicating with everybody and everything's organized, right? Um, and then my managers are handling everything now. You know what I mean? So it's, I, I could just be more strategic while also figuring out ways to bring in more money. Remember, I mentioned that as a CEO, you have to figure out how you're going to get the next uh, funding, right? Yeah. Back then, I was going through the startup, the tech startup model of going through the family round and the angel round and the VC and all of that. You don't need to do all of that. Right, right. You know, once I figured out that I can manipulate credit and then run up a bag on business credit, that's what people come to me most now. Like I got all these businesses and people come to me for everything. But what my public persona has become is how do you run up a bag when it comes to building your generational wealth through credit, using credit to leverage it to make money, but especially business credit. Like Marcus focuses a lot on the personal credit because that's important. You got to start there, right? right? But I focus on the business credit more because the business credit doesn't affect your personal. Right, the utilization right. there doesn't affect your personal. The more you use it on business credit is the higher the limits they give you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm sure, saying? Sure. So, and, that, and that's funded everything right now, man. And, yeah. and that's why I'm scaling so much faster now. So walk me through, uh, let's take, let's take your, um, the VA company. What is that called? ATAC Solutions. ATAC, okay. So tell me what that company does. And I want to know how you built it to make money. Like where, like where are you getting all this marketing power from? Here we go. Here we go. I took Seller Kai to seven figures without running one ad. Yeah. Right? Why? Because what did I tell you I'd do? I find a network and find what they need. And then I sell the shovels to the people digging for, for gold. Sure. Right? So I tapped into this audience. Remember my four principles? One of them is about networking, mm -hmm. right? I tapped into this audience. I networked with everybody. Everybody started to know, like, and trust me. Well, let me make sure I remember because I like doing my little recap, little pop quiz. Yeah. First is networking. Uh -huh. Then second, let some people go. Yep. Three, buy a seat at the table. And yep. four, build your own table. Your own table. I'll never exactly. Forget it. I'll never forget Everything it. I do is going to come back to those four things. I love right? it. And um, so I, I got in front of this network with Seller Kai and I had an audience of 15,000 people ready to buy my services monthly, right? No ads. I had to run no ads. How? Because they were all Amazon FBA sellers. Everybody had the same pain point yes. of dealing with China. Got so it. now I, they would much rather deal with someone like me rather than... Um, uh, a Chinese person over there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, mind you, in the beginning, I didn't even let people know that I ran the business because I always felt like my skin color might deter some people. So I just told people like, hmm. hey, y'all got to check out Selakai, man. Selakai doing some amazing things. Right. But I didn't say it was my company. Right. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, with ATAC, I did the same thing. ATAC, I masked, because ATAC was serving my internal companies for HR, I mastered how, I went through a lot of terrible VAs, right? But I mastered how to, uh, evaluate them better. Then I mastered how to, uh, like how to manage them better. Right. And then once I did that, I spun it out into its own company. Mm -hmm. Then I got in front of another network. Well, I was in front of a couple networks, but especially like recession proof network who everybody wants VAs, especially once they learn how I was utilizing right. them. So now without running ads again for ATAC, <laughs> I got, so many people, I have, you know, over a thousand, our waiting list is a couple hundred long, right? Dang. And, you know, we then monetize by one, we help you to source your, um, 
your remote worker, right? right? Because our process of eliminating the bad talent is really strong. Then two, because I, I, I built these amazing co- corporate or company cultures, right? My, my, my staff love me, man. Yeah. They're like, I, I teach them some of the game that I got for different um, business models and whatnot. Right. And they, they be making money like on their own. Mm. So the people who come to me be like, oh, but if they start making all that money, then they're going to leave you. I'm like, nah, they're more loyal to me. Right, because that's not the only thing I know. There's more things. Right, 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 <laughs> so, right, right, you know, right. And they like that I take care of them. Right. So because I mastered how to build a great company culture for employees, that became another service in ATAC. So then it was like, all right, now we also manage them for you. We could you can either just source it and we give them to you, mm-hmm. or we can manage them for you from an HR perspective, payroll, uh, PTO, uh, you know, uh, HR policy, yeah. everything. Right. Then we started adding in new things. I'm not even sure if I should say all of this right now. Yes, yes, you must. <laughs> you know, so we started adding in because I, I'm the entrepreneur. I'm the entrepreneur myself, so I know what I need. Yeah. So I know what other entrepreneurs sure. need, right? So we partnered with some universities in the Philippines. So now I could give you if you're in our managed tier because I want to funnel people into the managed tier because mm. that's repeated money, right? Then you get access to our add-ons like the interns. We could get you, yeah, we got you a VA. Now we could get you an intern for free too. Hmm. And that intern is working for you for free. It's only, you know, maybe three months until you decide if you want to hire them permanently or whatever, right? Hmm. Or we got a new um, uh, automation tool for automating your process that you get that as an add-on, right? And now the VA is working with this tool. Everything is automated for you within your process and it's like you're starting to scale your business in the ways that I scaled my business. Gotcha. Right? So if I was successful in what I did, I figure all of my services and all of my companies is just mimicking the portions of my success and helping other people's, you know, other people to uh, achieve the same. Gotcha, gotcha. Out of all these businesses, they, are they all doing well? Are they all like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one hit. Uh, What's the worst one? Which one is like doing the worst? Oh, the worst one. I, we didn't even mention that one. Hive Global. Um, that was my trucking company, right? And I say was, but it is still. <laughs> it's just that uh, I started it last year, the beginning of last year, right before COVID hit. And then it was like, damn. <laughs> like, uh, I, I mean, I'm good at pivoting. You have to be good yeah. at pivoting when you're a, an entrepreneur. Well, why did that one? Not, I thought that one did like even better. Because I was um, new to the game in trucking, I didn't get to, you know, have the benefit of, okay, I already got the right audience mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. Because I also went through Alex originally yeah, and, sure. and I learned from Alex. And um, when I launched, there was a point in time that, yes, it was starting to do good. But then because of COVID, they started shutting down like the warehouses and restricting the warehouses. So they were yeah. still receiving goods, but it'd be like, hey, it's on a limited schedule. So we're only going to allow five um, trucks in today or something gotcha, like that. Gotcha, gotcha. So now if your truck is not included, you're stuck. Your driver's there stuck. You, you don't know what to do with the goods. You, you, you know, you're, there's delays, all types of stuff happen. You know? yeah. So it was, it was, if I was more experienced like Alex or something at that moment, then yeah. I would have pivoted and been fine. But you know, at that time, that one was not doing that well, but now in 2021 it's going to really pick up. I, I tapped in with a, uh, priceless regime. I'm gonna give them that that shout out for sure. Those are my okay. boys. They got a real turnkey solution for trucking, mm-hmm. including finding and managing the drivers, which is the hardest which part. Is the hardest part. So I, I I foresee good things with uh 2021 for Hive Global as well. Wow, 
You are a very successful, powerful man. Nah, bro. I'm not, man. I'm, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm okay. I'm good, but I guess because I have my goals are like way up here, and I yeah. feel like I'm just right here, right now. You know what I mean? How is dating for you? It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy because, well, well, here's the thing, right? Before this whole becoming bees, because <laughs> mm-hmm. before it was everybody called me B, but this whole personality thing is bees. So you just now started personally just branding. Last, just since last year, I started personally brand, branding. Mm. And yeah. I made a lot of traction in a short time, right? Yeah. Because I follow those four principles, networking, sure. buying the seats and tables, all of that, right? Dang, I'm still in that. <laughs> you feel me? I'm still in that. That's like genius. So, so um, the personal branding has become harder for me. That, because there's a lot. It's nonstop. With all the businesses, I made them more autonomous. So I would... Chill. I'd be like, I'm going on vacation or, you know, I work from Aruba or something like right, that, you right, know? Right, right, But this personal branding stuff, that's been like, yo, You've okay. got to be that guy. Got to keep grinding. I got to go live. I got to be on Clubhouse. Yeah. I got to do this. I got to do that. So that's been more stressful than the businesses are. Okay. And how's the dating? Like, how's that work? The dating has just been... <laughs> I probably talk to my ex more than I talk to anybody else right now. Why don't because... you just get back with her, bro? It... Who knows? That may happen, but right now, <laughs> you know, don't put me on the spot. She gonna watch this, and, you know. But but dating for me is kind of non-existent because yeah. it's like, yeah, I don't have the time, and not everybody appreciates. People want women want a successful man, but they don't want a man that's too busy for them. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I'm like, listen, you know, I can't give that up. You know that. Uh, hey, Grant said that earlier today when yeah. we were by him, and it's like. That's my dream. I have a, a pretty hefty dream and, you know, I know I can achieve it and I can't give that up. And the effort and time that I got to give to someone else right now, and I got kids, yeah. they get my time, yeah. any free time I got, but I can't give it to someone else right now. So, you know, talking to some people here and there and, you know, chatting, yeah, I do that. But true dating to build something, yeah, yeah it's just, I don't see how it can happen yet unless I find someone that is also like like I say I said I told the Skittles if she wasn't married I'd be like hey you're perfect for me <laughs> <laughs> she's a grinder man Skittles is awesome I love her energy and everything but um I, I'd have to be it'd have to be something like that where right, right. someone's in the same space or something you know? gotcha okay yeah so you 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 would definitely I don't know if you would even want that man because you busy and by the time you're not busy if they're busy you're like yo what's up being an entrepreneur for me was always very lonely. I had, and that's where I started to develop those four principles because yeah. I had to leave people behind. I was lonely, man. When I when I lost the eighty k, even though I was in a relationship at that time, and I love her, she's she's awesome, but I couldn't talk to her about it. Yeah, didn't really make no sense to her. She'd be like eighty thousand. Right, 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 <laughs> you know? right, right. So if I, if it was with someone that is in the space too, even though we both busy, we'd understand it, right? And I could talk to them, so they're a friend, and I think. Being in a relationship is more about the friendship more than it is about the relationship. Because yeah. you're going to fall in and out of love a hundred times throughout the course For of sure. life with that same person. But if you have a base friendship with them and actually like them and everything, yeah. then you know you can still uh, push through those times when you're not in love with them anymore. Yeah, big <laughs> facts, big facts. Wow, <laughs> man. Yo, whoo-wee. I, to, to, I, have, I have a bunch of businesses, but... Um, I don't think I have seven and like two or three of them are grouped into one business. It's like one business. 
but you are managing separate, which really speaks to your leadership. Being able to take somebody, train them, and say, you run this now. Call me when something happens. The, the person who runs Seller Kai started out as a customer support level one rep. Mm. And now he's, you know, the director of the company and running it in my absence as I've been so busy recently. So, yeah, it's important. It's important to train and help them have a career path. Uh, and, you know, some people will be like, oh, I'll just hire someone who's already at that level, hire and bring them in. You could do that too. But the loyalty and the, the vested interest that I have yeah. for, or that they have working with me, that has really, you know, um, you know, proven successful for me. I'm really like just going through my head, thinking through like who I could like give a business to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah. you know, people that's that's grinding and around me, and I think uh, I think I'm gonna use that model. I'm gonna I'm be leaning on you hey, anytime, on, on, on how to make that thing happen. Anytime. Question for you: What do you do with your money? Everything, anything with my money is an investment, right? So uh, I put my money first in. I have a glorified savings account, which is uh, an index fund tracking or multiple index funds tracking the S and P 500. Because you get 10 to 15% returns on that, mm. as opposed to putting it in the bank and getting less than 1%, right? Mm. So just in terms of just saving, over the, how I bought the McLaren was through the, the money earned from an, one of the index funds over the last 10 years, oh, right? Wow. Not, mind you, I didn't take out all of it and pay for it in cash yeah. or none because I, I believe in using other people's money. So sure. I still had the bank leverage some of it, but for the, like down payments and stuff like that, you know? Mm. But uh, so that's the first thing. I, I, I keep it in... Uh, an index fund. Uh, I reinvest everything into the businesses to make them keep growing. Um, and then I, you know, I dabble in the financial markets. Those okay. three fin uh, financial vehicles that I mentioned, you know, I I'm trying to get in, I'm in all of them, but I'm trying to get stronger in real estate. That's the one, my one weaker gotcha. point right now. Are you in crypto at all? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Really? I got some Ethereum. I got, uh, I actually do have some Bitcoin too. Got some Bitcoin? Uh, here's, a, here's a funny thing. You ever watched, uh, Oh my goodness! What was it called? Uh, oh, I can't remember the name. With Sheldon and Penny and uh, you know that Sheldon and Penny. Yeah, it's the with the Penny nerds from. Um, it's a TV show with the nerds. And Good Times a, had a Penny. No, 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 not that far back. Like in the, in the last decade. Anyway, can't remember it. But it was an episode where they they realized that they had Bitcoin from years ago when they just didn't think it was like when it first started, and then they lost the. Um, like the thumb drive that it was on. That actually happened to me too. Really? Yeah, I still have some that I actually still have. But if I could ever find that uh, thumb drive again, that, uh, uh, you know, that device again, where some is stored, I have triple of what I have right now. <laughs> so how is it on a thumb drive? You just didn't have a wallet. So it's, it's like a digital wallet, right? You, the, the most secure place to store uh, crypto is offline. So there's these like storage uh, devices. I forget what they're actually called, but it's like a, it's like a thumb drive. Right, right, right. And you can um, store them on there. It is safer. If someone gets access to your uh, account online, there's no recourse. You lose the money, it's gone. You can't contact the FDIC because yeah. the bank got robbed or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So you, it's more safer to have it on that thumb drive. Mm. But because I, I went through periods of moving to different locations and stuff, mm. I don't know where it is, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Know, man. You ever mess up a lot of money outside of that 80,000? Do you ever like 
Not like so just, much now. Not so much now. I've like been, bought some stupid stuff. Or, oh, definitely not now. Definitely you're not, not that not guy. Now. No, not no more. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't even have bought, you know, like the, the exotic cars and stuff. You used to be though? No, because I ain't never had no money. <laughs> so I, I, I was re- I was the guy that was like, you know, like when I was a kid, I'd be like, like if kids, friends came over was playing with my toys, I'd be like, hey, hey, be careful, be careful, because I ain't going to get no uh, another toy. Right, <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? Right. So I was very... You know, I wasn't broke, poor completely, but, you know, we were low down there. So it was like I valued everything significantly. And, you know, for me, once I started getting a little bit of money, when I say a little bit, I mean, just, you know, like a thousand dollars, like, ooh, I got a thousand dollars. Then it was like, yo, I got to protect this. Yeah, like, what do I sure. do with it? And, you know, eventually I learned don't protect it by putting it in the bank. Mm. That, that ain't doing nothing for it. Yeah, that, for sure. I guess it's protecting it, but it's not growing it. It's not nurturing it. It's not, you know, providing any type of return for you in the future. Gotcha. Got okay. Okay. Well, um, for one, this was uh, a very enlightening uh, interview. <laughs> it, it empowered me to know that it's not that you can't have multiple businesses. You just have to be able to manage them. Yep. And you have to yep. be able to find some people that can manage them. Yep. And you got to lead people and have people trust you and want to run a business that you started. So, look, I'm, one, thank you for this interview. This is really, really dope because I'm about to go build a bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, but I, I want you to, um, you got to give me some, uh, some, some, some real deep words as we close out. Okay, I'm going to do a quick commercial, all right? Yeah. So um, this episode is brought to you by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com, 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 which is the only organization that gathers every single day Monday through Friday for the betterment of entrepreneurs. Bees, you already know. So it's really dope because you're actually in the morning, the morning meetup. meetup. The morningmeetup.com, the morningmeetup.com. Morning so I, and I gotta ask you, because like you have a really, you have a really you have a really successful portfolio of businesses. And our organization is pretty much teaching younger entrepreneurs, people that's getting started. Uh, people don't want to like kind of, uh, uh, you know, go to the next level or people who just actually want to start. Mm-hmm. What made you enroll? So, cause it's, cause my, 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 the, the morning meetup technically isn't targeted at you. Yeah, yeah. So what made me enroll was cause recession proof got into right, it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. What made me stay around and be like, yo, I'm, you know, I'm going to wake up and well, I'm already up, but I'm going to be in there every day. Uh, even though I'm getting the kids ready sometimes and whatnot mm-hmm. is, it was just an energy, man. Remember, remember, one of my principles is, you know, you surround yourself with the right people. You leave some people behind so that yeah. you can have the right people around you. That energy that I see in there from people who are really motivated and they're excited and they want to achieve this and that. If I could help someone, I love that. I love For giving sure. back. That's, that's why I do everything. But being, it also helps me just see that energy, you know, you're doing the, you're doing the, 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 uh, the book club mm-hmm. uh, version of it now. We're reading some things, some of my favorite books, I get to reread it again. For sure, for sure. So it keeps me accountable. It keeps mm-hmm. me extra motivated. And, you know, I, I just love it, man. Awesome. It's awesome. Join the morning meetup. You need to join the morning meetup. I'm going to do something really special for you, okay? Uh, just for listening, we are going to allow you to join the morning meetup for just $1. Just $1 for seven days just to see if you like it, okay? If, mm. if you like the morning meetup, stick around. If not, you can leave. It's okay before your trial. After your trial, it's only 79 bucks. So um, if you're looking for a place to learn, grow, be inspired, and network so you can actually implement 
Bees' principles. You want to network and connect with everybody. Mm-hmm. There are hundreds of entrepreneurs that tune in every single day um, that you can connect with. So uh, mm-hmm. go to themorningmeetup.com and enroll. Bees, thank you, my brother. Definitely. Let me, give, let, me give, let me give you my little deep takeaway. Hold on. Whatever. Don't do that. Don't do that just okay. yet. Because I got one more question. Then you're going to let everybody know how to find you. Then you're going to close this out. Okay. 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 I like to make predictions on the podcast. Okay. Yep. And uh, I'd like to know where you see yourself or what do you see yourself accomplishing in the next five to 10 years so that I can watch this video and say, yo, I was in his house. Bees told me he was going to do that five, 10 years ago. Like and look, he's doing it. I like it. I like it. So I believe that you live multiple lives, right? People say life is short, but it can be long. So what I did in my teenage years is different from the goals and what I accomplished in my 20s and 30s. And now I'm in my, you know, in the 40s. Um, for, for me, I think in five years, uh, five years from now, yeah. yeah, one of the things that I've learned is that has become a passion of mine has been financial literacy. That's most more recently. But one thing that was a passion of mine in the twenties was kids in general, right? Just, I, I didn't have any guidance. I didn't have the things that I, I'm trying to give back to people right now. So I just started, a, a, still in the process of it, a new um, um, nonprofit. It's called the Bag Foundation. We're teaching uh, kids how to be, you know, financial literacy to kids, teaching them, you know, I wish I had the shirt right now. You know, I'm not a rapper, not a uh, yeah. athlete, but an entrepreneur, teaching them how you could be an entrepreneur. You could be successful. You could have fun too and all of that, right? So in five years from now, I hope that the, or I know that that organization will grow to serve at least 100,000 kids in some way or another to help them. Uh, five years from now, I also, people have been calling me uh, 12-figure bees on, on Clubhouse. It's because I made a mistake one day. I, I was trying to tell them about one business that made $12 million. So I was, I was going to say eight figures, but I said 12 figures. I was like, wait, no, that's, that's 100, mil, 100 billion. Hold on, 12 <laughs> figures. Let me see. So seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a that's hundred billion. It's like a hundred billion, yeah. bro. So since then it's stuck and people be calling me. It might be it ever, I mean. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna manifest that because and this is where I talk about dreaming big. Don't be afraid to go international. Don't be afraid to do things that you know others think is impossible. I am going to I have a business plan that I'm working on. This is a slower one, right? It's 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 not as my typical quick turnaround thing. It's a five-year plan. And because of my e-commerce experience, because of my supply chain management experience, Amazon is the king right now. But I'm going to make a dent in Amazon's armor. Mm. I'm not saying I'm taking them over by that time. But I know the back end of what the, the people who sell on Amazon like and don't like. And I know, again, I am that person that's doing it. So I know what I like and don't like. And then I have network with people who know what, you know, I know so I can know what they like and don't like. I have a much better system for Amazon. I'm, gonna, I'm, a, I'm very deliberate about it. And it may be five to seven years before I really make that dent, but it's going to happen. Bees versus Bezos. Okay, yeah. listen, Jeff, <laughs> Bees said he want to fight. Okay, see him, he said, shoot him the fair ones. See him, meet him in the square. He want to fight. All right, man, that is awesome. That's huge. Yeah, it's That's a big huge. dream, but I, I know I can make it happen. Absolutely. You're going to be 12-figure bees. Yes, All right, cool, man. Bees, man. Uh, please let them know how they can get in touch with you, man, and um, how they can connect with you. For sure, for sure. So Instagram is where I live mostly. So Business Builder Bees on Instagram, and that's the hub for everything else. So Capital Bees, 
uh, ATAC Solutions, Selakai, everything else. But Business Builder Bees on, on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm on um, YouTube. I am not on Facebook. I, you'll see me there, but I do not go on Facebook. So don't try to reach me there. And uh, if you go on IG, hit the text me button. And then you send a message, get into my community app. And I'm commuting, communicating directly with everyone there. Hmm. I'm about to do that. <laughs> I said I was still that. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. All right, cool, man. Um, thank you so much, man. I really, really appreciate it, man. I appreciate you picking me up in the yes, McLaren. Yes, you had me looking yes, cool. Sir. And I think everybody looking at me because they know me, but I forgot I'm in a McLaren. And, uh, <laughs> this, this dude came with the, with, the, with the camera phone. I'm like, oh, he must know me. He's like, <laughs> he's like nah, they do that all the time. They do that all the time. Okay, they love it. They don't know me in Florida. But uh, no, I appreciate you uh, opening up your home and just being... Very, very hospitable, man. Oh, really showing sure, me man. a good time. I really sure. appreciate it, man. Sure. So um, I need you to close this out with something strong, man. There's an entrepreneur that has a dream or there's an entrepreneur that have one business and they got yeah. dreams of doing multiple stuff. But people keep telling them you need to have one business, just one stream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what type of advice would you have? So specifically to that situation, I would say you can have multiple streams. You can have multiple businesses, but you do have to start at the first one first. Master that one thing then you start balancing two or more, right? But what I really want to say is know your why. First of all, a lot of things that you may hear me say, it's not always my own uh, uh, words. I'm regurgitating things because I'm always studying and learning things. So books, things that I read, TED Talks and whatnot, right? And I'll regurgitate it in my own way, right? One of my favorite TED Talks is by Simon Sinek, and it's called uh, The Power of Why. Know your why. Why people do business not with what you do, not because of what you're selling, but because of why you're selling it, why you do it, right? So it's like Martin Luther King, he had his I Have a Dream speech and everybody showed up and there was no Facebook. There was no, you know, ways to get that, that word out that we're going to be meeting at this time on this day. But people resonated with what his message was, his why so they made, they made it their personal duty to find out and to go and to show up, right? Apple sells all types of things. And if Apple starts selling the couches, we'd probably still buy it because we resonate with their why of being different and uh, you know, beautifully done devices and all of this type of stuff, right? So when you know your why, the people will come. And money flows through me, not to me. Right. So as long as you're helping others, that's what I mean when I say through me, your, your, your wealth will grow, your blessings will grow and you will be successful. And follow my four principles. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We can't close it out no better than that, man. Thank you so much. For Thank speed. you, sir. No doubt. All right. Listen, man, I need y'all to do me a favor. OK, go get you some social proof. I need you to go mm -hmm. build something and then just promise me, do me a favor that you will build something, then go back to your community and teach other people how to build it. All right. Damn. We are out of here. Make sure you follow my brother B's. Peace. Thank you. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.